Welcome to Mother Buckers, the first and only podcast for hockey moms by a hockey mom. And that's me, Julie Bardownski. Ladies, 15 months. 15 months just goes by like faster than an F1 driver on a course. And I just can't even believe it. Have have so much has happened in my world, and I imagine so much has happened in your world. And I'll share a little bit about what's been going on, why I've been MIA, and what I'm thinking about um, doing as we're as we move forward with this. I just throughout the last 15 months, I met so many hockey moms, so many questions, got so many stories, got so many uh, new friends that I can share uh, their information with you, and I've just been, you know, like they say, building content because. I am a content creator over the course of the last 15 months and see if we can uh, disseminate that to all of y'all. I'm going to keep some of my Southern going here. So yeah, I left you all and I was in Minnesota, right? Minnesota for hockey, the state of hockey. And I can give you all kinds of expertise on Minnesota hockey after our son played for a renowned prep school in Minnesota and living in a very small town in Minnesota. And uh, through what I'm going to share, uh, my top 10 things that I learned from living in Minnesota about hockey. And one of them is about the cold weather, of course, and how that how that goes. But um, yeah, it was a new state last year. Um, and right at the time when I left off with Coach Jamie Free, and we're talking about nutrition and kids and all that stuff, and I think Jamie cried a little bit. Um, I think uh, I had just started a new role in my company, in my day job, which was like dream job, you know, really amazing opportunity that I get to work with the Olympics from a global perspective, so jumping out of healthcare, which was a long 28 years in healthcare, I think, 23 years in healthcare IT, and moving that towards the Olympic movement and how, you know, their mission is to make the world better through sport, which I love, um, because it marries my healthcare background, which that's basically what we're trying to do there is making healthy communities. And I do believe the foundation for a a lot of health opportunities is sport. And it's one of the things I love most about raising a son who is an athlete, because I know all of the foundational things that he's building right now, no matter where he goes in hockey, if anywhere, because all roads lead to beer league. um, He's going to have all of the things that, being an athlete will teach him for the rest of his life that I've learned as I was an athlete uh, growing up and continued and always have to stroke that competitive fire that I have with him. But, you know, some of the fun highlights of the year living in Minnesota, which were really cool uh, for my son's team, uh, played against the women's national team. It was right after I took my role um Around with in Team USA, you know, Hannah Brandt, Kendall Coyne, Schofield, you know, all the girls, Hillary Knight, Amanda Kessel. Yeah, I'm just name dropping. Uh, our boys got them warmed up for their run to Beijing, which was very cool. That was just it's probably the highlight of last season. 
um, I was able to attend the Park City event that Team USA put on for friends and families because at that time, families still weren't traveling to Beijing. And they had a whole setup um, in Park City, and it was amazing. There were Olympians. There were Olympic experiences. You could go do the biathlon. You could ski with some Olympians. You, I can't even tell you. I got to watch the game against the Slovakian team, um, um, and that was really not great since we lost. However, I have just I'll have great um, stories about that <clears throat> that I'll share down the road. Let's see what else what else happened last year what else I wrote some notes down oh our our team my son's team played in the national championships all the way through to the final game we lost but uh it got to witness witness that run and also some of the craziest coaching decisions one could ever imagine in all of youth hockey but more on that in another time Let's see we bought a house we sold a house and you can see that I just got um and I just got an email, so I'm sorry. I'm going to get this. Um, and uh, let's see, what else did we do? So, oh, gosh, over the summer. So we came back to Nashville for literally what felt like three days for the summer. I don't even want to say for the summer because it wasn't for the summer. We thought we could have a whole summer, but we didn't have a whole summer. But because we were traveling for camps and tournaments and I'll tell you, when my husband was signing up our son for all these things, I said right away, I said, this is way too much. And mother's intuition tells you, yes, I was right. It was way too much. So don't do that. Don't do what we did last summer. Um, we had reasons for why we did it. We can get into that another time as well. But I also recognize the benefit of the downtime and of the importance of, you know, the off ice season where you can build all of the the. Um, strength that you need and all that kind of good stuff. But I will say we did do um, a great week in Buffalo for Natty Camp. Uh, our son made it um, two years in a row, which was really, really quite an accomplishment. I'm very proud of him. But it was really fun, too, because we love our parents. and We got to see our what we've termed ourselves the hockey pod. And we got to hang out with all of them. And we even added a couple um, to our hockey pod. And we just had a really good time um, in Buffalo and went to a great event out in LA that Brett BB does, um, with, with rad hockey. Very, very cool. Got to see a few colleges over the summer. And then our son, um, started with his new opportunity in Michigan. So we have moved from the state of hockey to hockey town. So we're in Detroit now, and I've got a whole lot of things I'll be able to share about that. But this episode is about, you know, Minnesota and uh, Minnesota hockey. And I just really thank you all for listening to my rebirth here. I guess you could call it like my Phoenix rising of the mother puckers. And um, I just uh, wanted to give a quick little 10 things learned while living in Minnesota here. Let me say that right again. Minnesota. Yeah, you betcha. So number one, there are three seasons of hockey in Minnesota. There's the pre-high school hockey season. There's the high school hockey season. Then there's the post-high school hockey season. But it all revolves around high school hockey in the state of hockey. And so everything that you've heard about high school hockey is absolutely true. 
the XL Center in Minneapolis gets completely sold out, 18,000 plus people watching um, the state championships. But a little bit about the the pre-quote-unquote high school hockey season. It's kind of like their summer and fall season, and they're usually blended teams. And then they have district teams that um, can be eligible to go to the Tier 1 um, USA Hockey Nationals, and they compete um, against each other to try and get there. That ends sometime uh, mid-October in the state championship. The state champion for that Tier 1 of eligible for USA Hockey Nationals is named, and then they move into their high school hockey season. And that's when they all compete against each other for the state high school hockey um, uh, uh, championship, which is, you know, the hugest deal, hugest deal. It's like football in Texas. Um, then after that, they move into a spring season and it's, it's, again, it's a blend of teams that you just keep continuing play. But for the most part there in the summer, they shut it down they recognize that value of um, shutting it down. But that's kind of how those three seasons of hockey work there. Now, I also, I'm going to make a point here. I am recording this so I can get this episode out for you. I do not know how well my mic is working or my equipment is working. I'm trying a new service. I may sound a bit, a little like mechanical over it, but bear with me as I re-engage into my um, flexing of my podcast tools. So, okay. Number two, there are ice rinks everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. It doesn't matter what size of a town you have. You will have at least six sheets of ice. You can have 500 people in your town. You're going to have six sheets of ice. That's all the Nope, that's all the amount of ice that there is in Nashville altogether. So anyway, uh, it is crazy. Then you add in the wintertime when it's cold and all the ponds freeze over and then the kids are out there too. So the availability of ice is double anywhere else in the country. Or I'm sorry, double the next closest state, which is Michigan, um, for the number of rinks. So I think there's somewhere around 230 rinks. And with that means at least two, one sheet of ice. But some places like in Blaine, I think there's like 10 sheets of ice. And I think they're building two more. It's crazy. So that is, uh, that is one of the other amazing features of Minnesota hockey. Okay, high school hockey was my number three. I talked about that. It is crazy. They have sponsors. They have the um, hair uh, national championships that you you all probably see on YouTube every year, which is so great. And they've managed the lettuce on each head and who wins the crown for that. Um, they are as big a stars in their high school for hockey as you would imagine football players in Texas or California. It's just, it is, it is crazy. It's crazy how big the high school hockey is there. Um, number four, what I learned about was prep school life. I'm not going to give all of my learnings yet because that'll be a whole separate, um, a whole separate um, episode. But you know, 
it's an amazing opportunity to go to a prep school where you've got your school, you've got your hockey, um, and you've got, you know, that culture around where everybody's, you know, trying to excel in both aspects of their world. And you have the understanding of coaches for what needs to be done from an academic perspective. And you may have understanding on the academic side for all of the travel that, that takes, um, place at that elite level when you're playing uh, for a prep school. So that is really cool. Some of the other cool things is that the practices were held during the day. So in the middle of school school day, their practices were done so they could be, you know, my son was home. He lived with us. He did not live in the dorm. So we bought a house up there and he lived with us. Um, and he could be home by 630 every night for dinner. And then homework and bed, you know, all that stuff. So that was really um, one of the great things about it. So there's that. Number five, we've got to talk about the food. The food. And now, if you are in Minnesota, please don't take this the wrong way. But come on, you guys have to get on the free range, organic, GMO free food train here. Because I could not find a farm anywhere near me for the type of milk that I prefer to have available for meat the way I like to have free range chicken, organic, no GMOs. I like grass fed, grass finished. Don't you put any corn in that because it's classified as a pesticide, pesticide by the FDA. So for me, food is really important and the quality of food is really important. And I really struggled with the food up there. I asked at my little local high V for nine months to get me free range organic um, chicken fryers, you know, whole chicken so that I can use that for my roast chicken. Literally the week before we left in May, it showed up. <laughs> so I would have to make the trek up to the cities to... Uh, go to Whole Foods, go to some of the other stores there that had had that availability. But then I had to drive like an hour and a half to go to a farm to get the things that I needed from a farm. And there just weren't that many. So that is one thing, Minnesota, I was kind of sad about. And then in the little town that we were there, it was just, you know, there was not a lot of food options. And um, not that I prefer to eat out very much, but it sure is nice to be able to have a DoorDash once in a while that's not McDonald's or Subway. So anyway, that was something that I learned there was a food. Okay. Number six, soft water. I am not going to go into all of the gory details other than you get out of the shower and you still feel like you have a film on your body and you just takes forever to get shampoo out of your hair and conditioner out of your hair. I don't know if Minnesota is the only state that has soft water, but I remember from growing up up there, um, and, and visiting my grandparents all the time. And I remember the soft water, but I did not remember the soft water, um, from, from all of those things. And then I will also say from a health perspective, it seemed to really affect my gut. Not that I drank it, but just, you know, our skin is the biggest living organ. And from the shower, um, you would absorb whatever was in there. And from a health perspective, I noticed some changes and, that was interesting. Number seven, the hockey culture. Okay, it's a madness, right? I talked about high school hockey already. But people were quiet, really quiet 
in the stands watching hockey. And that really surprised me. Um, you know, there weren't any bullhorns or cowbells, you know, there just wasn't, um, that, you know, we went to the wild game and it was, it was just kind of nice. It was just kind of quiet and it was just crazy. Complete opposite from the Philadelphia fans. You guys, you guys are a loud group, but very quiet. Um, there is a uh, number eight, every possible level of training, off ice, nutrition, knowledge you have even ever thought of is found in Minnesota in multiples. And there's just so many opportunities to grow in your game, both on and off the ice. It's just, it's fantastic. Again, every time you throw a rock, you hit a rink. Every time you throw another rock, you're going to hit somebody who knows something about hockey who can help you with your game. So that was really cool. I know I said number eight, but I'm going to do number eight again because I have this in three parts. The cold. The cold up there deserves a three-part answer. So it is eight, nine, and ten. Number eight, the cold part one. So let me give you the preamble of cold. All of my life, as I mentioned, I grew up loving the cold. I loved coming to Minnesota. I loved coming to my family's houses, playing in the snow. I even grew up in a climate where that it was still really cold and snowy. As an adult, I, whenever I would travel somewhere, because I've lived below the Mason-Dixon line since... Oh, well, a long time. We'll just leave it at that. But every time I'd have to travel to New York or Chicago in the winter, I never had a problem. I was so excited. I was like, oh, I love the cold. It gets me so energized. I couldn't wait to have Eddie and Dave in the cold and the snow. And they just, that so exciting. I was so excited for the cold. But now we're going to go to cold, the cold part two. So that was a preamble. Now we're going to go to the cold part two, the reality, the reality of cold up there. It is so cold. It is not just cold. It is so cold that I don't think I left. I, I think there were a couple times I didn't leave the house for like two weeks. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go out in it. And I was still cold. And we had the fire going constantly. <laughs> I would move my computer over by the fire. The dogs, of course, were constantly outside. They were like, do not bring me in. They got mad at me when I would turn on the heater in the garage because they wanted to sleep outside but I'd make them come in the garage I close the door and if it was anywhere near 20 degrees which that was a high for at least three months um I would turn on the the heater in the garage it wasn't that hot in the garage but they would literally I think flip me off as I walked into the house because I turned on the heater they wanted it they wanted to stay cold I mean literally I've got a video of Dave with a pile pile of snow over him and he's sleeping and all you see is the snow moving with his breath you don't see the dog you just see the snow moving and he is in heaven so so the cold was really um frightening so that brings me to the cold part three this is the post post apocalypse and today's thoughts i'm done with cold just done I was standing in a rink a couple weekends ago and in that rink happened to be the second coldest rink I've ever been in. 
And I just stood there and I was having PTSD from being in Minnesota and I was standing in this rink and I'm freezing and I was in Rochester, New York, freezing, freezing, freezing. And I just stood there. I thought about last year and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I think I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with the cold. It was so bad and I hate heat so much, right? I've always hated to be heat hot. We took spring break last year and we went to Costa Rica and you had to get out of the plane onto the tarmac with one of those big staircases like in the 50s and everybody's all glamorous and went down those stairs and heels and nobody ever tripped and fell. I would do that. I would fall today if they had me doing that. And as soon as I felt the heat, I was like, oh yeah. So for all of you that I have shunned over the years for being snowbirds, for escaping the northern plains for Florida, Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, wherever you may have gone. I'm now with you and I apologize for ever making fun of you for escaping the snow and the cold of the north because I just got it beat out of me hard last year. So, so those are my top 10 things right now that I have learned while living in Minnesota. There's a lot more things that I learned um, about it. Um, or about hockey and about everything that I'll share, you know, sprinkling um, throughout next week's episode, I'll talk about, and we're only halfway through the season in Michigan, but I'll talk about so far the top things that I have learned while living in Michigan. And it's been really fun because I figure being the only podcaster for hockey moms here, you are getting hit with all the different layers, levels, places, and content that you could possibly get all in one because I'm living it. I'm just chasing my kid around, having him live with us, watching him play hockey, doing a job, all the things, and uh, just trying to bring it to you. But I want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to just say um, it's been... I've missed, missed, missed doing this. And I hope that, uh, I hope I bring some fun, some laughter and some really good information so that you can keep, uh, rocking the hockey mom status. And, uh, we're going to do some fun things coming up, but next week, like I said, I'm going to talk about the things I've been learning in Michigan with Michigan hockey. And I do want to say, I'm going to dedicate the season to Sir Edward Van Howlen. He was the Brown Newfoundland of the Eddie and Dave duo that have been to more than probably three or four dozen rinks at this point. And they were always the hockey mascots for my son's team. He passed away uh, a couple of months ago at the ripe age of 12 and a half. And I'm going to do my best here not to let my voice crack and my tears hit because um, I am still in that mode of, of grieving with him. But you couldn't ask for a better hockey dog and a better hockey mascot and just a better dog all around. He he had quite the life, quite the good life, and um, all of the lives that he touched because he was such an amazing, amazing creature um, that he is up in heaven watching every move we're making. I know he is, but this whole season will be dedicated to my big brown fur ball, Sir Edward Van Howland. So, um, thank you again. Please subscribe. I'm going to go into the commercial stuff now. Go in and rate, 
Let's just try and get this thing kickstarted back up and let's get going. We're going to have some fun guests. I've got a co-host coming up in a couple of weeks and I can't wait to introduce you to him. We get some great great insights which would be just phenomenal and i look forward to um getting back on the horse here so everybody have a phenomenal week and i will see you at the ring